in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor Sokol. Today we're reviewing the biographical musical film, Elvis. This was from a screenplay by Baz Luhrmann, Sam Bromel, Craig Pierce, and Jeremy Doner, with Baz, of course, directing. Uh, a director that we've... Uh, often looked at as a, a supremely creative artistic director. Of course, most notably some of his films like uh, Romeo and Juliet and the well-beloved Moulin Rouge. Uh, but it's been a while since I've seen a film of his and we saw this project that he'd been working on of doing a biographical musical film of the life of Elvis. Uh, notably, one of the biggest icons of music history and of American pop culture, uh, how to capture that all in one film. And a lot of stuff that I think people didn't really know about Elvis was going to happen in the film as well. So we're not really doing a spoiler review on this. It's kind of hard to spoil the life of someone you can go and read facts about. But Taylor, what's a brief synopsis of this film? And then we'll get into our review. So uh, the film follows the life of rock and roll icon, singer and actor Elvis Presley. And it's told through the perspective of his uh, manager, famous Colonel Tom Parker. And really what this does is his earlier career into his you know, un untimely end and really the relationship that Colonel Tom Parker and Elvis did as, as beautiful and as toxic it was at times and showing both the different sides of it. And a very artistic style, and of course, how Elvis grew to become what is known as Elvis the icon uh, that we know today. And one thing I'll say is it's a lot of years to document into one film. I mean, there are even, you know, there's some scenes of Elvis even as a kid. And I did like that this film, without really being blunt about it and not saying like, you know, no one comes out and like straight up accuses him. There's a lot in this film that kind of does speak to the fact that he grew up around African-American music at the time, you know, blues, jazz, and that informed a lot of his music taste, his opinion on music. And, you know, a lot of people have said that Elvis stole from those communities his style of music. You know, a lot of the songs he would take and then kind of whitewash them, if you will. So the film does kind of, bring up a lot about how like you know in this day and age you have to remember this is the guy that was swinging his hips wearing the makeup the greasy hair this was not really what people sought in terms of entertainment from a white entertainer especially uh, or wholesome entertainment if you will <laughs> uh, to the point where like yeah even at one point in the film like he's almost arrested because he was shaking his hips and everything that you know there's a lot of this talk about how he was heavily influenced by african-american music and so i do like that the film points out a lot about that but it still shows that he really was such a hard worker he really was dedicated to his craft and but then you look at the flip side of how everything in his life was secretly you know planned out and mapped out by tom parker now obviously this film 
is really trying to paint a picture of how vile this guy was. And I think it actually was a great choice to cast Tom Hanks because usually we see Tom Hanks as uh, a nice guy, a hero character. We rarely ever see him play a villain. And I really liked him in this role because you see that a lot of stuff that he's doing is to benefit him uh, while spinning it to be like, this is going to be great for your career. Yeah, this is and, for your you career. Know. We're going to help you. Yeah. He does have a very interesting accent. Um, I read that Tom Hanks, he kind of looked into what history is known about Colonel Tom Parker and that he did kind of descend from, I think it was like Dutch or, you know, descent or something. So I think he was trying to have something of, he is considered an immigrant in the film who, you know, like we see a lot in the film, like he maybe doesn't have a passport or even like an ID and like he maybe stole his identity. There's a lot of like stuff we don't really know. You know, It's interesting because both of him, him and Elvis are portrayed very well that they're this enigma where there are so many sides to Elvis, you know, the Elvis, the icon, but, you know, just Elvis, the man, nobody really knew. And so what Colonel Tom Parker, he was an enigma himself. No one really knew where he came from. He kind of came out of, he was kind of like, um, he was like a, uh, you know, what Tommy Wiseau was from the room, you know, who already come from and, you know, very self-made, but I love that I didn't know a lot about him. And I think we both learned, we knew, I think you and I generally knew quite a bit about um, Elvis, but this gave us a lot more into who kind of created the icon of Elvis. And it's kind of tragic to see that it, Elvis didn't just get by on his talent alone. He, you know, there was a lot more to built around the craze of his, of his moves, his looks, and then we're going to capitalize on this and how he really kind of became this, you know, one of these very big tragic figures of, of you know, old Hollywood. You think of like Marilyn Monroe and, and whatnot. You know, he was kind of one of the, you know, the first big ones to kind of really descend into that when it got to really the second half of the film where really he stationed more in vegas i mean there was a lot that i was just like heartbroken to see because he he was kind of put in a position where he had to really be a workhorse and you realize that a lot of that was to help pay off tom parker's debts you know he was a huge gambler and, and all this stuff and and you know for as greedy as he was he was a he really knew his craft as a businessman because there's times where he does have the upper hand constantly on Elvis. And you know, let's just get to Elvis here, really, to talk about the icon of this film, Austin Butler. Man, I mean, we—I haven't really seen a lot of his work prior to his, you know, standout role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's really been this guy. He's done a lot of like Nickelodeon, Disney, Teeny Bop stuff. He's only really started to branch out to what I would consider more like, you know, adult, bigger world acting stuff the last couple of years. And now he's got projects lined up, you know, he's going to be in Dune part two, which is very exciting. But this was, I mean, a career defining role. Uh, and he's going to have a promising career ahead. He was so good in this movie. I mean, first off, Elvis could be easily a character that is just impersonated, you know, like in a goofy way. I mean, God, you, Think of all the times you've gone to Vegas yourself and you see 20 Elvises on the strip, usually fat, beer gut, you know, uh, take a photo with me, you know, kind of thing. Oh, yeah, there's a whole lot. Uh, yeah. You know, the thing is, there's impersonators everywhere, but he he really did, I think, his research on not only how to talk like Elvis in different parts of his life, because there's a slight different, you know, take on some of the accent, but the fact that he did sing in this movie, everything you hear in this movie, he did do. 
he sang. And that's just like, you know, we've seen that we've seen the, you know, we had the Queen movie, Bohemian Rhapsody, where Rami somewhat sang, but a lot of it was other people or they used Freddie's vocals. Then he had like Rocket Man, where Taron Egerton, he did sing. I really like it when they actually do sing. And this was like outstanding. I mean, he has to go through the highs of the performing life where he really is a rock and roll god. But man, there's just some scenes in this that I found very powerful, especially when he's extremely upset about world things going on. You know, we have a lot of the history of, you know, Martin Luther King dying, uh, you know, the Kennedys, uh, all that stuff, the pain and suffering that people are going through, how it influences what he wants to do musically. But then especially the ongoing battle with, with Tom Parker at times, it was like, dude deserves an Oscar nomination for this role, I would say. Like, this is probably the first groundbreaking best acting role I've seen this year so far. A hundred percent. And, uh, you know, talking about just the choice of how this film is filmed, for those of you of the uninitiated Baz Luhrmann, he has such a unique style. The last Baz Luhrmann film that I enjoyed was The Great Gatsby. And just like that, Romeo and Juliet um, and Moulin Rouge, it has a very unique style. It's almost kind of a little crazy and a little fast-paced. But you know what? It makes it work for this film. Because you think about Elvis, he lived fast. He di you know, he died too young to, you know... You know, just like his music, his performances. I mean, it's just a, it's a sweaty, powerful powerhouse of a movie. Baz Luhrmann does this thing where he likes to have very quick cut images. And then he slows down when he needs to slow down. But a lot of the scenes are so fast. And also, he loves this camera work where like, like right in the beginning of the movie, you see the International, which is this hotel in Vegas, where that's where really a lot of his mainstay performance was for Elvis. And you see these like swirly, like just like you did in Moulin Rouge and other films before, the swirl of the camera. So like it goes upside down. And it's very fast and cut to that, cut to that, cut to this. He he likes to have a lot of quick images in this in this kind of fast paced energy. And I think it really actually works for the film because it does keep you on your toes a little bit. It keeps you having to keep looking right and left and where am I where am I focused? So that when he does slow down to show a moment of more dramatic work or something is you really are tuned into it and yeah it's it's a you know it's a long film this movie came in, in about two hours and 40 minutes and it, it didn't really feel long for me until like the last i'd say 30 minutes um but it wasn't like i was bored it just i started to be like okay we're hitting that two hour 20 minute where usually by then a film would have wrapped up and, you know, we kind of have a, a few shots that felt like, okay, we've seen the shot now three different times. What is the point? But I think it, again, it's hard. It's a hard feat to do all of his life in one film. And I, I could see them doing, you know, I'm sure he has like a longer director cut that would maybe be split into two parts because it's a lot of his life. And, you know, they, they did a good job too with Austin Butler of, it's just a slight variation of, I'd say one, it's a little bit of his tan. He gets more a little of that Vegas tan. Yeah, Vegas uh, fake bake. <laughs> sideburns, uh, and even just a slow bit of, of facial growth. You know, they did a very good job with the makeup of when he does get a little heavier. And it was really cool at the end of the movie. They 
kind of his last big show. They recreated that last concert. They recreated the last concert and then they show the actual footage of Elvis and all of his life. And honestly, for a second, you're kind of like, wait, am I still watching Austin Butler? They look very similar. So, I mean, I just, I was very entertained. I think the acting is great. And it's the story I didn't really know a lot about. And it's an icon movie and Austin Butler promising career head. I wouldn't imagine this. This is going to definitely get some nominations come later this year uh, for, for probably a bunch of stuff. Uh, so for me, I'm going to give Elvis a nine out of 10. I had a good time with this. Yeah. I'm going to go the same, same way. Um, nine out of 10, just for, for length purposes, it could have been maybe short a little bit. I would have liked a little bit more. There's so much that you can do, but the style, the casting, eh, it was just beautiful. So I hope that you all can enjoy this. And this is definitely a film not to wait till streaming. If you get a chance, go now, see this on the biggest screen possible. Elvis, Basil Lerman's in theaters only. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.